What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. You know, we start off every show by telling us if you have comments, concerns, or questions, you can always email us thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T H E E Caseycrew at gmail.com. And you can always go to the website as well and pick up anything that you love hats, t shirts. Uh, wine glasses, mugs, all that good stuff. And that's just the KCCrew.com. All right. Now, uh, it's been a crazy week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I celebrated my birthday. Yes. And we actually celebrated out in Vegas. We flew a, a, a bunch of, I, I flew a, a bunch of the homies out and we just wanted to have a good time and just really enjoy ourselves. Not worry about work, not worry about problems and stress and just Really have a good time. Mm-hmm. Now I, I flew out my my main homie, my ace boon coon, the the rider of the you know that will pop you in your neck main if homie. there's a problem. That's you. <laughs> You're so That's you. Stupid. So it was it was. I'm gonna pop somebody in their neck. Is hey, that what you said? <laughs> I should have said pluck them in the neck. Uh-huh. But it was uh, how many people you did? Well, um, probably us plus ten. All right, us. So it was Gia and I and, and Tam. We we flew everybody out. We just had a good time. We just really just wanted to enjoy so it, we flew out saturday and um we landed and we did dinner first that's what we did first dinner shout to floyd mayweather and shout to Rilla. they set up uh dinner at a steakhouse it wasn't on the strip of vegas it was kind of like 20 30 minutes away yeah uh it was someplace called m life m something m hotel i don't know what it was but we just put it in and, and they just took a yeah, stand. Yeah, by that time I was twisted. I have no idea what kind of building we walked into. It was. A, it was. A, I just know that the crab legs were incredible. Yeah, it was amazing steakhouse, yeah. crab house, private room, dope, dope, dope. Shout to Floyd. Shout to uh, Rilla for setting it up. And uh, the food was dope. The food is really, really yeah, good. It was excellent. Uh, after uh, shout to French Montana. That this is how you know you have people in the industry that really fuck with you. French Montana FaceTimed me mm-hmm. and said he's coming to Marquee. He had to perform at Marquee. And he wanted me to come and he wanted to celebrate my birthday. He wanted to celebrate his, my birthday with him. So he was like, come to Marquee. Mm-hmm. So we went to Marquee and um, we just had a dope time. You know, we took shots after shots after shots. What was that drink that he kept pouring? Now, this, this is not an endorsement, but um, what was that? He has his own. Drink. It was sweet. Wait, that was his drink. Yes, yeah, his own drink is called. It's a French vanilla Ciroc thingy me jiggy. Oh, so it's under Ciroc? It's under Ciroc. Okay. It has its own flavor, French vanilla. And we just took shots of that all night. We had, we must have had about 20, 30 shots. We didn't have 20, 30 shots. Maybe combined. Yeah, combined. 20, 30 shots. Oh, well, between everybody. Yeah, between yeah. everybody. So we had shots 20, after shots, shots after shots. Right. I mean, I don't know. We, we, we drank so much <laughs> over the weekend. I don't know. It was a lot, though. It was good, though. It was sweet. Yeah, sweet and good. And then um, he got on stage to perform. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart was there. Kevin Hart brought him out. Jermaine Dupree was there. It was mm-hmm. dope. We were all on stage, and everybody was just performing. I thought I was a rapper at one time. I thought I was performing. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree performed. It, it was nice to see you so happy, because mm-hmm. usually when you're at a club, you're working. Right. And this time you were on stage and you weren't working. You right. Know, you weren't DJing. So to see you actually enjoy yourself and have a good time and you had a little buzz on and you were just swaying mm-hmm. and moving with it was it was very nice. I was so happy to see you that way. No, it was it was a great time. Yeah. And I tried to sneak out because we had other engagements. We had to go to another venue, mm-hmm. another party. And every time I would try to leave. French Montana would catch me and be like, Envy, where are you going? <laughs> right. Back on stage. And he would give right. me another shot. Right, right. And then right. I would try to leave. And he'd be like, Envy, where are you going? Back uh-huh. on stage. And I finally, we finally escaped. 
Mm-hmm. And he sang my song. Oh, Unforgettable. Yeah. yeah. I, I did the dance with him with Unforgettable. What's his name was there? Scott Disnick. What's his name? Scott, Scott Disick. Yeah, he, he was there as well. And after that, we said, all right, well, let's let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout to Floyd Mayweather. He has a club. If you're ever in Vegas, it's a strip club. It's called Girl Collection. He set up a private section. He had a cake and everything. So we had a, a celebration there. Yes. And um, that was fun. Yeah, and it was just girls. Dope. Don't be scared to go to the strip club with your man. Yeah, it was it was, it was a good time. Floyd really <laughs> set everything out. Shout to Floyd and Rilla again. And um, I realized that Gia likes fat asses. Oh, here we go. What? Really? What? Really? They got the girl <laughs> in the club with the fattest ass, <laughs> right? To give me a, a birthday uh, lap dance, uh huh. Which you which you didn't want to take. You were so reluctant. I'm like, sweetie, we're in a strip club. Like, look around. Like, let's have a little bit of fun. Right. I mean, it's just odd to get a, a lap dance in front of your wife. Like, it's, <laughs> it was so much fun for me. I mean, you were having a good time. Uh-huh. Gil was grabbing a girl by hair. Go. Did I, no. Yes, she was. That, yes, you were. That. Yes, that you were. No, you I grabbed didn't. her by the hair, and no, you was I like, didn't. you was like. Give me a lap dance. Give me a lap dance. And I don't sound like that. Oh, I, you, may, you have me sounding like a six-year-old hillbilly. Uh, Who sounds like that? Uh, well, That's what, how I sounded. Well, what voice would you use? I'm not going to reiterate my voice, but I'm sure I didn't sound like that. Give me a lap dance. Give me a lap dance. I didn't sound like that. Well, you know what I mean. And I, and I definitely wasn't yelling at her. Well, you pulled her hair. And I did not. Why are you telling lies? You did. I did not pull her hair, Sean. Why would I pull did. her hair? What what that what are you talking about? Because you was making her gyrate harder. You was like, you was pulling her hair and making her gyrate harder. <laughs> you sure did? <laughs> Now, Gia, had a, Gia was drunk at this point. I was like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> so believe Now, you. fellas, if you're you out there. You guys are telling stories about me. No, I don't believe I you. I swear. Now, fellas, now, this that I'm looking at it like this could be a test, right? If, <laughs> if I enjoy it, I can get in trouble later on. Not if I paid for it. So I was like, I ain't enjoying this. I was this. paying for it. I was, was like, like, you better enjoy Gia this. He was like, grab her waist. Grab her waist. Look at her. Look at her. Because like, you were looking. The girl is dancing, moving, gyrating on you, everything. And you're looking around the entire club. You're looking at everything except her. I'm like, what am I paying for? I was like, fellas, this is a trap. I don't want to be trapped in a trap. I was like, I'm not looking at her. Nope. I mean, can I be real? Sure. I mean, we're there together. You're my husband. Right. And we're there to have fun. We're celebrating your birthday. I think it's a little bit of a turn on. Hey, well. Because I'm in control. Of it. I'm there. Fuck, I wasn't fucking on my birthday I'm, weekend. I'm, <laughs> I'm in control of it. Like, I'm telling her what to do. I'm like, give him the best lap dance you've ever given in your life. Right. I'm sitting there. I'm looking for the baddest chick in the club. You know, I'm pointing girls out to him. Like, what about her? What about her? What about her? You're like, no, she's too this. She's too that. She's not enough this. Not enough that. Yep. I'm like, there's no chicks left. You're not going to trick me. <laughs> Is that what? Wait, so were you being honest with me or you were trying to avoid a trap? I mean, I was trying to avoid a trap. I had to make sure. See, so wait, so you weren't being honest with me? No, I was being honest, but the whole thing is this, right? If I thought you were being honest with me. If you're drunk, right? In the morning when you're not drunk, you might be like, what the fuck happened last night? So I didn't know which, which way it was going to go. So I was like, I'm going to enjoy it, but I ain't even going to enjoy it too much. <laughs> You were looking everywhere else. I'm like, look in front of you. Look down. I do remember telling you to grab her ass. And you wouldn't do it. Nope. I had to take your hands yep. and put it in. The girl was like, you're such a dope chick. And, and I then, was like, concentrate on your work. And the gig is, <laughs> gig is too generous, right? So what we got mean? a rack of singles, right? Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm sorry. If the strippers that listen, I apologize ahead of time. What? What I do is I buy, let's say, a bunch of singles, right? Let's uh-huh. say, I would say a thousand singles, right? Uh-huh. So a thousand singles... 
I'm not gonna spend a thousand singles. I just buy a thousand singles because the girls are swarm and I could choose which one. <laughs> and then I usually put about maybe about six, seven hundred in my pocket. <laughs> And I'm only gonna spend about three. Oh, you're only throwing about three? About three. Now, well, thank God I, I had my own snack, my own stack, so I didn't have to worry about how cheap you were being. Now, the, the funny thing about it is, the next morning, Gia look opens up her pocketbook, right? And this mad pocketbook. How do we? All right. Can you get out of this sixty-year-old mind it? frame? What's it called? What do you call it? It's just a freaking bag. All right. She, she, she pulls up out her, her bag. pocketbook. She, like my mama always used to say, exactly. "My point exactly." So she opens up her bag. And there's mad singles in it. She was like, what? where do these singles come from? I was like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> I got to take it down to the casino and cash them out. Yeah. I got yeah. <laughs> to turn them into big bills. That's right. We're not going to give all that money. I was like, yo, you are such a fronter. You yep. can't do that. You're not going to give them all this money. You go to the strip club on your birthday and still cheap. Yes. Those girls work hard for the money, though. They did. They, they work a, hard they for their couple, money. They got a couple hundred. They got about a, a good thousand out of us, but they wasn't going to get all of But you know what? I didn't notice because I think I was a little too off my rocker, but were those girls doing tricks on the poles? I don't know. I don't remember seeing Oh, yeah, you know, some, some of them were doing tricks on the pole on the stage. Some of them were doing tricks. But by us, you had them all on my lap, so there was... <laughs> And they wasn't going to use my pole. It was one after the other after the other. Right, yeah. Yeah, they wasn't going to use my pole. If they had blindfolds for sale in there, you would have used it. Probably, but no. And then, yeah, at one point... It wasn't a trick, I promise point, you. If you if you would have enjoyed it a little bit more, I would have been turned on more. Right, and then, I would have enjoyed it more. Then at one point, Gia grabs my my, my slogging. What? My, my no. shit. And she goes, you ain't hard enough? You ain't hard enough? These girls ain't turning you on? I like, hold on. Now, hold on. For real. I don't know if that, that was the right That did not voice. happen. Okay. You was drunk. No, no, no. Look at me in my eye. <laughs> it happened. That didn't happen. Yes, it did. The hair might have happened. That yes. sounds like something I'm capable of. That doesn't. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I said, what? Yeah. You, you wanted to see if I was hard or not. But you wanted, you was like, yeah, let me see. Well, we about to go back to the room. I was like. <laughs> oh, I wanted them to do half the work for me? Yeah, you wanted them to do the, the, the beginning <laughs> of the work for you. So we so we spent about a, uh, about an hour there, an hour uh, and a half there, and then we went back to the room, and then we had amazing sex all night long. Don't look at me; I have nothing to say. Yeah, we, we I've nothing, nothing to contribute. Right, we had amazing sex all night long. <laughs> we uh, fucked like rabbits, which was great. I got to see what that mouth do a whole lot awesome. that night. <laughs> perfect. It's my birthday. I don't You're care. Perfection. I don't care. <sighs> I don't care. Yeah, you know, and I was, you know, I was thanking God too for the whole weekend. What? That you didn't have your period. So we, I mean, we were just going. What is wrong with you? Come on. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. It's my birthday weekend. What? I flew you to Vegas. You, fl- oh, you flew me to I, Vegas. I, I flew you, you tricked to, on me. I tricked on you to Vegas. <laughs> I want to make sure. Thank God you got your money's worth. I, I want to make That's sure my, this is about? my investment is awesome. good. You know, so uh, <laughs> you want a good return on your investment. I did. I had a good return. If you flew me out and I had my period, what I have to do? Sleep in the hallway? Downstairs. Sleep downstairs. <laughs> this couch is downstairs at least, right? Right, right, right. right. You no, I'm just so considerate. No, I'm just joking, but I, you know, it was no period. So that was great Saturday night. <laughs> this Sunday. Sunday. I we, can't stand you. Sunday was a, a day that I actually had to work. I had to DJ uh, the pool party. At rehab. At, the, at rehab. Uh, shout to the Hard Rock Cafe. Shout to to, to to rehab and the staff. They showed us a lot of love. So mm-hmm. now one thing about Vegas, if you ever get a chance to go to Vegas, you have to be careful. If you go to a day party, you can't overdo it because if you overdo it, you're not going to make it to the night party. And we were overdone. Right. Because what happens is you need to take a nap. Like after the day no, party. No, you need to take a nap. You had a headache. No. And my whole crew. No, no, no. I didn't have a headache. I had a headache the night before. I woke up on Sunday with a headache. Oh. 
I was good. I didn't have to take a nap. My whole crew. Because us young people don't have to nap. Well, my crew, my whole crew had to take a nap. We had to reset. This cold reset. You can't, <laughs> you can't get up at 11 a.m. and then go back out. No, we we went to the pool party. Shout you out to the pool party. You can if you have stamina. All right, well, but you it. were like, we got to go back to room. Now, this is it. We got to go back to that room and take a nap. Yeah, damn right. I was like, a nap? I was like, can we at least go to a casino and gamble or something? <laughs> you were like. I was like, fuck that. I'm ordering room service and taking a nap. <laughs> and that's what I did. You're like, let me see what that New York strip do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so shout out to everybody at the pool party. The pool party was dope. Oh, my God. I had so much fun. And I was happy because uh, we packed it out with no artists. Usually they have artists for the weekend. Like, you know, it's Labor Day or fight weekend. They have artists to pack it out. And they just said DJ Amy's birthday. And a lot of people came to celebrate my birthday with me. So it was dope. We mm-hmm. had a good time. I wish I'd have wore a bathing suit because I wish I would have gotten in the pool. Do you really? Yeah. The pool was like a little bit far away from the stage. Not really, but it would have been good to jump in the pool with the people. Uh, that, yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been fun. So we did the pool party. I rocked it. I might I might. You say. did rock it. I had such And I didn't pay you to say time. that. I rocked that shit. <laughs> Yeah, everybody had a good time. It was such a good time. Right. So we rocked the pool party, had a great time. We were drunk at the pool party. One of our friends, Derek, was making these drinks that was rosé, patron, and some kind of fruit punch mix. Right, right, right. Which you could tell was strong. And everybody knows I'm not a big drinker. But when I do drink, my intention is to get twisted. Correct. Um, So this drink went down so lightly, but you could taste that it was, you know, the alcohol content was strong correct but it wasn't difficult to drink usually alcohol is difficult for me to drink because i don't really like it right and i was sipping they had them in those huge plastic containers like that you get at great adventure right right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the plastic the rehab the rehab cups yeah with mm-hmm. the plastic cover and i finished an entire one of those i was dancing i was on i was rapping i was singing i was doing the most i had Absolutely. such a good time yeah so we we did that and we, and we had a great time then after that we went back to marquee oh yeah mm-hmm. we went back to marquee shout to uh kevin hart uh mm-hmm. kevin hart knew i was in town celebrating my birthday so he set us up with a table right next to right next to his uh-huh and uh shout to wayne um and we had a, another dope time. Now, now the, the funny thing about this is there's always that one friend that's never prepared. What are you talking about? And the one friend was Diz. My <laughs> 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 one, you always have that one friend that oh, no Diz. matter no matter what happens, they're just never prepared. <laughs> that was Diz. So he, he we, you know, he's from Jersey. We go to Vegas. Diz he's like six what six three six, six three six four six three six four muscle bound long right. dreads right. He'll fuck you up. He's, he's 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 not there to play any games. He'll fuck you up. No, he's not playing no games with nobody. Right. But that wasn't this type of weekend. This weekend was all fun. Right. So when when you know I told Diz and I told Diz, you know, he's going, I'm flying him out. Let's let's go. Diz didn't pack any pants. He only packed shorts. He thought that there was a good compromise because they were very long shorts. They right. were like capri shorts. <laughs> right. They were like six inches above his ankle. Right. So right, in right. Diz's book, those were pants. Right. So when we get to the club, the club guy tells me, hey, the yeah, guy I got you, the guy at the door. Well, the promoter says, yo, E, his name is Mike. Yo, E, you know, you're good. It's you and 10 friends. Not a problem. I got you a table, you, you, your bottles. But just do me a favor. You can't wear shorts. So I hit Diz like, yo, Diz, you wore shorts last night. Can't wear shorts tonight. Mm-hmm. Diz responds, I ain't packed shorts. I ain't packed pants. I ain't packed pants. Right. So Diz wasn't prepared. We still, but they still let Diz in and we still had a good time. This is that one person. He just ain't prepared. So Diz was, was, um, 
we we had a good time. So the second night at Marquee, uh, everybody was there. Floyd came, uh, Dave Chappelle, Ashley Larry, T Pain, Donnell Rollins. You called him Ashley Larry. Yeah, no, I he know. has a real name. You know that, right? All right Donnell Rollins. <laughs> Hi, uh, Donnell. T Pain. T Pain. T Pain performed a little funny. too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Imagine you said that. Nah, T Pain's the homie. What happened was we were there and T Pain was performing, and I love T Pain. He performed records. every song that he's ever written since he was twelve. Yeah, T Pain was doing everything. T Pain did a full fledged show. It was a concert. He did a concert. He in the did club. a concert. We were in a club, and you know, I, I I I buy me a drink. All right, cool. Then it was the bartender. I was like, all right, cool. Strippers go up. up. Down. Down. I was like, all right, cool. You got all the hits. Okay. Then he just started doing himself on hooks. He did his record with Mano. He did his record with Lil Wayne. He did his record with uh, uh, Kanye. But mind you, on those records, he just singing the hook. He did his record with Ace Hood. I was like, all right, now. I was like, <laughs> I was like enough. Like, you know, I love. He was doing, he was salsing. He was, was, was breakdancing. Break <laughs> he was bankhead bouncing. He was performing for over an hour. Yeah. Honestly, Over now. we were like, "Come on!" I was like, "Come on, T Pain, you're taking away my high." Exactly. But shout out to T Pain. I love T Pain. But um, then after that, we we decided to to go back to the room, and that was it. But that time in Vegas was probably the best time that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, it was friends. It was just people. Everybody around everybody me having, having a good fun, time. Yeah, you know, it was just laughs and jokes and yeah. Shout to everything. Shout to Danny who came with us. Who he, he calls himself the Tequila God. He drinks a bunch of tequila. He busted his ass on the way out. Crazy. Fell on his fell on his face. But, but we just laughed his, about it. But in his defense, the, there was a huge puddle on the floor. Someone spilled their drink and he slept on it. That's I think he felt some kind of way that everybody was joking. Him that's what his dumbass gets. <laughs> Poor thing. Shout to Aunt. Uh, Aunt. Aunt had this one girl, and shout to his girlfriend. Hey, Carolina. Fiance that listens. This one girl was so into it. Let me tell you, she wanted your man, Carolina. She did. She wanted your man. Now, Aunt, Aunt, the girl was about, I would say, no, I didn't even say girl, the lady. She was a lady. She was a lady. She, I'll let you use that word right now because it, it fits. She was definitely a lady. She was about what? She was over 40. I don't know if she was actually over 40. She might have just looked over 40. She was over 40. Okay, looked over 40. <laughs> she was drunk. <laughs> She was drunk. <laughs> uh, just tell it right because it was so funny. If you, if the way you tell it takes away from what happened, I'm gonna come over there and punch you. <laughs> now, the lady was so into Aunt. I guess Aunt. Now, Pe- Aunt's, Aunt's a good-looking dude. Right. He's a he's a good dude. He's very clean cut and everything. He's out there behaving himself. Right. Now, I guess the the uh, I was gonna say the young lady, the older lady. <laughs> was into him and she was drunk uh-huh so, so he's standing on the stage he's standing on the and stage and she's standing front and center in the crowd so everything aunt does she does <laughs> right and i don't know how aunt picked it up but like when aunt would walk across the st- walk, walk to the left she would walk to the left right so aunt said he started doing like a dance like he was driving the car and then she would she do the dance to drive the car <laughs> so wait he comes over he tells me and i'm like yo i was like do the running man so aunt starts doing the running man <laughs> she's She's doing the running man. Then Ann starts doing the wop. She starts doing the wop. Then Ann starts doing the kid and play kick step. She starts doing the kid and play kick step. Nobody videotaped this? Nobody videotaped it. Oh, we were too busy laughing. But when I say hilarious, it was like, some I've never seen it before in my life. <laughs> and the whole time she was staring at him directly in his eyes. <laughs> like she wasn't shy or anything. She was letting him know like, yo, I'm here for you. And that, that, that old you lady. You want it? You could get it. She was doing all. And wait, wait, wait. And then the, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Then at one time when she did the uh, the dab, I mean, do you see when she started that? So Aunt did yeah, like, yeah. Aunt did like seven dabs in a row, like dab, 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 dab. dab. 
she started doing a dab dab. It was just, she, oh man, it was right, so funny. Wait, wait, wait. You were on fire this weekend because it was another chick in the crowd, like standing maybe three girls away from her. And Diz comes over to me. He was like, yeah, that girl told me to tell Aunt that she wants to sleep with him. She wants to take him back to the room right now. I was like, I don't curse, but tell that bitch I will fuck her up if she touches Aunt because I fuck with this girlfriend. Hey, you did. <laughs> you did. All right, now let's move on for Aunt for you get Aunt in trouble now. Because uh, Aunt's probably in trouble right now. No, no, Sorry, he was Aunt. a good boy. Sorry, Aunt. Oh, man. <laughs> that's why you don't take your wife you take your wife with you on the road trip. <laughs> and that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to start up and talk about today because people, when I told people I took you, they was like, well, why'd you take your wife? You took all your fellas. I'm who like, who told you that? A couple people. Really? Mm-hmm. No, tell me who. Nope. Air them out. Come, we're honest. Nope. Nope, no, nope, tell nope, me nope. for real. I want to know. Nope, 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 Everybody that you know nope, and talk nope, to nope, was there. No, no, people on Instagram and, and Twitter. Okay, they were it. like, why? And I was like, because that's my homie. Like, that's my biggest homie. That's the big homie. And and I and and the reason I say that is I think people don't have fun with their girlfriend or fiance or husband or wife when they take them out. But I take Gia out. I don't even say I take you out. We go out with each other because like, like I'm a puppy. Like a puppy. <laughs> I take on, her out. Take her out. Let's go. Let's go. But we actually go out because we have fun. Like you got to have fun with the person that you're with. And even though I was out there with 10 dudes and we were joking and laughing. Yeah, Gia, it was me and 10 dudes. Gia was just one of the people out there. She was one of the bros. We're like bros before hoes. And she, she, was, a, <laughs> she was a bro. But but that, that that's what made everything fun. You know, it's we just had a good time. We were in the strip club. And like I said, Gia was throwing dollars and slapping ass. Like we were taking shots. Gia was taking shots. Like. Every uh, other than gear, you know, you got to give a gear a little extra time to get ready. But other than that, it was <laughs> we just really have a good time. And I wanted to tell people that, you know, you really got to go out with your girlfriend, spouse and, and fiance. And I know some people are like, no, nah, I'm gonna leave her at home. I'm not going to take it with me. Well, mm, it shouldn't be that way. You know, if you can't have fun with your peoples and your boys and talk about the same shit that you talk about when you're around them and not with your, your girl or your wife, there, it's not fun. And I talk about everything in front of gear. Like, I'd be like, look at that girl titties. Her titties are hanging to the floor. And I'd be like, oh, shoot, look at her ass. She got a nice ass. Is it real? And again, be like, nah, it's real. Oh, she got a nice ass. And gear and I will compliment people. We will make fun of people. We make fun <laughs> of ourselves. We really have a good time when we're out. And that's what you got to be able to do. And for women out there, you can't take things personal. And guys, you can't take things personal. If your lady says, oh, he's he's handsome. You can't be like, oh, fuck that. I'm a-. No, it's it's what you would do if she wasn't there if you were talking about girls or guys and you got to be able to enjoy it and have fun with it you can't take things personal and that's one thing that I think we realize in our relationship that we have fun doing that well I think that a lot of people don't because they're not real for each other Mm -hmm. and I think earlier on we were caught in that trap I definitely wouldn't you definitely wouldn't what take you with me earlier on and and if I did I wouldn't say anything that I thought that would offend you or or thought that would quote unquote get me in trouble because we were too busy being perfect for each other trying to you know kind of living under pretenses correct you know like oh no I don't think that he's attractive or you're the only attractive person on the planet and you know just things that you say things and do things that you think the other person wants to hear and wants to see but once you lose all of that once you lose that facade and the veil comes down then you get down to who each other really is and you can really enjoy that so I think a lot of people don't go out together because they can't be themselves they're real authentic selves in front of one another correct because you don't want to be judged and just like you said when you were joking earlier you know like oh it might be a trap or whatever you don't know what's going to 
happen when you get back home. Right. Or what feelings you might have stirred by an action or by something that you said. Right. And even with us, I mean, we've been to the strip club before and, and you know, we've slapped strippers' asses and, and tipped people and, and had, had a bunch of fun. And I enjoy taking you with me. You know, just like the first thing I did when I went to the strip, when we went to the strip club that night is I told the stripper it was your birthday. And then she started dancing on you first. Yeah, you got me. I don't, don't get me a lap dance ever again. I don't care. I'll still do it again. I don't, but I don't like it. I do. <laughs> it's funny to me. I like it. I enjoy it. I don't want a lap dance. So what? I'm getting you one. You Every get- time we go to the strip club, you always bust out with a lap dance. Right. And I got to sit there and suffer through it. And, and I don't enjoy it. Too bad. What do you enjoy? I don't look like I'm into it. I'm only into it when they're dancing on you. It's just fun to me. Like, I like having fun. I'm the fun guy and I like having fun. I like seeing how uncomfortable your face looks at first and then having another shot and then you're all into it. It's just fun to me. (laughs) Everything is fun to me. Right. Now, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel awkward going out with me and the homies? Does that make you feel awkward? Do you feel like, oh, I should just let him go? Do you ever feel that way? No. No, I like all your friends. Like your friends and... I also kind of want to address this as well. Go ahead. A little side note. You are notorious for saying that you don't have friends. You're like, you're my only friend. I only have one friend. It's you. And every year, maybe twice a year, I kind of refer back to you saying that, you know, like, uh-huh. oh, so, you know, you don't consider this person a friend. You don't consider that person. Yeah, yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, he's a friend. I think after this weekend, you realize that you have real friends. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, the, well, the, the people that I flew out and a couple of the people that couldn't make it, um, yeah, those are those are people that I really rock with, you know. Yes, and, and they really rock with you. And when I say rock with, is because you're like you're, you've been scorned by friendships, absolutely. So I think that you have um, a certain outlook on friendships, and I think you probably don't really realize it, but you hold people at a distance, and you have different expectations, lower right. expectations of friendship, so Correct. that you don't get disappointed. And I think that this weekend kind of turned it around for you. Yeah. And it made me happy yeah, to it, see it, that. It did to a, to a certain extent. But you, you know what with me is I always look at friends and... I've always had friends that that <clears throat> that was my friend because I thought they needed something or wanted something. Right. You know. Right. So for me, it's like I always kept people at distance because I was like, well, why are they there? You know, mm-hmm. and these people around me are really, truly people that I, you know, that I, I rock with, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, and I'll just go through them because some of the people that were there like Diz, the, the, the six foot three guy with all the pals that, that has no pants. <laughs> Like if he sees my daughter at a club or he sees my daughter out or, or even my son that plays in Newark and, and Diz is from Newark, he will make sure he does not leave Logan's side until Logan leaves, mm-hmm. you know, and that has nothing to do with me. You know, right, right. You know, Danny, if we go out of town and we're not here, Danny sleeps here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. make sure that the family's good. And Danny is London's best friend. And he's London's he best friend. He calls her his bestie. And every time he comes to the house, he brings something special for right. her. She gets so excited when she hears that Danny's coming over. Damn, Danny comes here and has a play date with my daughter. And I, it doesn't even tell me. Yeah. He just pops like, up at the yeah, house. He promises he, her a play date and then he just comes. Comes and does it. And, and, and I appreciate that. I didn't that. know you were coming. Oh, well, London knew I was coming. Aunt, Aunt the same way. Aunt has, has done so many things for us. And, you know, Aunt will, he, he drives me around a lot because he knows I'm so tired mm-hmm. and sometimes he'll sacrifice his freedom and his being with his daughter or his working to make sure that I'm safe and make sure I can continue what I'm doing and I appreciate that. No, you're not going to fall asleep driving. You know, and, and right. June is, is, is 
the Jamaican manager that's always late and wears white jeans, but <laughs> he makes sure he takes care of business and makes sure everything is always good, you know? Mm-hmm. And some of those, you just can't, you can't duplicate that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and I really, really appreciate that. You know, Derek is is somebody that plans out everything before. He, he was trying to plan my birthday seven months ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? He hit me up. What are we doing for Sean's birthday this year? And those are the people that, you know, are always around. You know, Coke mm-hmm. who didn't make it, who's... He's the comedian guy who, who just makes you laugh at all times. And these are friends that you have that you never really remember and never really feel about, you know, that you, you don't really think of, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm trying to think, am I forgetting anybody? Lil Sean. Oh, little shout to Lil Sean. Lil Sean is that one guy. I mean, we talk about Lil Sean all the time on, uh, I, I you know, on Well, on he was he was in Greece for yeah, his birthday. He was in Greece for his birthday. So we he have, couldn't make it. We have birthdays around the same time. And I always tell Lil Sean is that one stupid friend that you have. <laughs> and when I say stupid, I don't mean <laughs> in that negative way. Went to college together. Right. He's the one that you have a problem. He's, he's not going to ask. He's just going to do it. You know, mm-hmm. if I say, Sean, meet me outside the bank. Uh, wear a mask <laughs> and, yes. leave the, and leave the door open. He's not gonna be like, well, "Why? You shouldn't do that." He's gonna be like, "All right, I'll be there three o'clock." And, he, and, he, and he'll, he'll be, be there two fifty nine. He'll be there two fifty nine. Right. That's that's little Sean. Yeah. But, but you know. So to answer your question, if I feel funny, Reggie too. Reggie is also a good friend too. My my friend from North Carolina. But go ahead. That I went to college with as mm-hmm. well. Um, no, I don't feel funny around your friends because I enjoy all of your friends. Mm-hmm. Well. You know what I mean by that. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It sounded funny. But yeah, your friends are good people. You know, like we all laugh at the same thing. You know, we talk about girls. We talk about, you know, things that are going on that, you know, might be amusing or like whatever. Like we all have a good time together. And I do feel like one of the guys when I'm around them, you know, it's like I don't feel like a priss right around them and they don't feel weird around me because they tell me. Oh, and you forgot Richie. Oh, Richie. I forgot about Richie Rich. Richie Rich is, is, he is the- I was thinking about a story he told me as I was saying that. I'm like, oh, you forgot Richie. Richie is, he's the, um, if you ever see us out, he's the only white guy that's ever out. <laughs> we call him the secret sniper. Richie- He's, the, he's, he's definitely a sniper Richie, from the side. Yeah, Richie is the secret sniper. Richie is, he's my trainer that started off as my trainer and just became my, my friend. And, and Richie's just a good guy. He's also one of those dudes, if I'm not here- and let's say Logan wants to go to the football game. Richie will pick up Logan and take him to the football game. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Richie's also the type. He's just he's just a good he's a heart. Good dude. He's a good good guy. Mm-hmm. Shout to Richie, and, and he's in shape. He's the, he's the one that's always in shape too. He's the one that uh, he's, he's always wearing a, a wife beat. Well, you're not. He's the thirst to trap of the group. Yeah, he's the thirst trap. He's, he's the got thirst the wife, trap of the group. He has the wife beater on, and yeah, he's definitely in <laughs> the shorts and like a, a male fedora. I don't know what the actual name of it oh, is. Oh yeah, 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 but the hat, the hat, the hat. <laughs> the girls love Richie Rich. And I think Jose wanted to come. Yeah, Jose. Yeah, Jose couldn't come. He's the barber. He had to work. Uh-huh. Next next time, Jose. Okay. But, you know, um, and I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate the fact that you mesh with my friends and you like my friends and my friends like you. And I think that's perfect because I think in a relationship, whether it's just starting off, that you, 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 it's both sides. You know, you can't have a, a life without friends and you can't have a life without a, a spouse. So those two have to intertwine and they have to be a good intertwine mm-hmm. you know because if they dislike each other it's always going to be some type of problem some types of negativity and if it is you got to squash that out and try to make things work so that everybody can coexist and really have a great time mm-hmm. you know um i wanted to talk about a little today too I, I mean i know it's a little bit about us today and not too many about emails we'll take emails next week and all that 
uh, more. But so no emails today. We'll do one. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's a funny one. I didn't read it all. It's dumb, long, and it's mad, sexual, explicit. Like I didn't read it all, but I was like, when I started reading, I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be good. Okay. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about haters and how should people deal with haters. And the reason I say that is because every once in a while, there's a hater in somebody's life that you can't avoid. You know, maybe they're your neighbor or maybe you you go to school with them or your child goes to school with them or maybe you work with them. I am a petty person. You are. And I'm trying to stop myself from being petty. Right. And And the problem I have sometimes is sometimes you're petty. Me? Yes. When am I ever petty? Sometimes you you'll do a little pet. You'll tell me little petty things to do. So how- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're accusing me of being a petty influencer. Yes. You think that I influence you to be petty sometimes? You, oh, please explain. No, I, I wouldn't. We've say never that you, had this conversation. I wouldn't say you influence me, but you don't stop me when you know I'm going to be petty. All right, explain. You know I'm a petty person. No, you are absolutely. I will have petty. a petty party. In a I minute. don't think I'm petty at all. But you know, if somebody does something to me. And you won't stop me because you, you know how far I'll go. Mm-hmm. And you won't be like, babe, chill out. You just let me go and then be like, well, it depends if I think they deserve it or not. All right. Now, and it may not be rooted in pettiness. Sometimes I think that it's just desserts. Now, when somebody continues to hate or does something to disrespect for you, or disrespect you or does something blatantly to try to put you down or what you do down. Mm-hmm. How do you solve that? Because reading a lot of the comments and reading a lot of the emails, people always say, how do you deal with people who don't necessarily are for your own good, but you have to deal with them, you know? So is this topic um, being brought up because of emails or did you experience something? No, it's emails. I know how to deal with it. I know how to. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm a so petty this person. isn't coming from a personal place. No, 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 no. But I'm asking because <clears throat> me reading the emails, I see it a lot. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I work with this person and they always shit on me. You know, what do you think I should do? Or, hey. Um, my child is dealing with this person that's always hating on him and telling on him. How should I suggest that he deals with it? I'm a petty person. So what I do is I try to look for the person's weakness and I stab at that weakness. That's just me. You know, mm. and I'm not saying that's, that's not, not something to be proud of. I, I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm proud of it. That's why I wanted to ask you because um, before I replied to people, see, I'm the type of person like this. Like, let's say, let's say there's somebody that I don't like or somebody that hates on me blatantly you know that doesn't that there's no reason to hate on me no reason to like hate on what i do something nasty it says something instance. nasty okay. and and you know it's coming from a negative place mm-hmm. now the way i deal with it is i look for what's bothering them you know let's say they are i don't know let's say they're and this is foul and i shouldn't do this and i'm working on myself but let's say <laughs> okay. let's say they're overweight right that, uh, do use something else i don't like that one i don't like that you know i don't like that one <sighs> All right, let's say they're not secure with their body. Really? You just remixed it like that? That that, that was supposed to go over? If that's the case... Yeah, I, use something else. Uh, I don't know. That's all you got? That's all I that's got. That's all you got? That's all I got. That's let's talk all, about their hairline. All right, all right, well... Okay, their hairline. Like, let's, let's just use that. I mean, that's not a good one, but I mean, I'll talk about somebody's hairline and I'll be like, damn. Like, bro, like, you know, I, I would be like... I would talk about their hairline in a way or talk about people with nasty hairlines. You would pick at you would pick, pick at, at that. an insecurity. Right. So what should somebody I do to a hater? I absolutely would not do that because 
I'm totally against that. I don't I don't believe in ever, ever, ever insulting the way that someone looks or their appearance or something that's beyond their control because nobody is born perfect. And I believe that when you do things like that, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do that will block your blessings, but I believe that those are blessing blockers. You know, I think that as soon as you attack someone else's weakness or something that they can't control, somewhere down the line, there's going to be something that is going to be made prominent in your life for other people to attack. Some type of insecurity of yours is going to be exploited or you're going to develop one. I I believe in karma. I think that, you know, when you put negativity out, it comes right back to you. So I don't I don't like talking about people's bodies. I don't like talking about people's looks. I don't even process that. When I see somebody, I don't see those negative things. I don't. I look for beauty in people. I don't look for negativity in people. So And and you know, I don't like when you do that, even if you're joking, you know what I mean? Like that, I don't like. So if you do go down that road, I think that you're just putting yourself at the same level as that person. If they upset you and you feel the need to voice something, then it should be rooted in what was said or what was done. And that's the level that you keep it at. You don't attack things that have nothing to do with their attack I of you. See, I, I see, I don't agree. See, I, I feel like sometimes people are negative and they have this negative and it's negative and they hate because they really don't understand what it is or how it feels. So they might not even know what they're doing. So I, sometimes I feel like, all right, oh, word. Well, they do. That's the exact if, opposite. If, if they have big feet, I'm going to attack your big feet. All right. If they feel if, wrong. If, if they if, if they feel insecure of their age, I'm going to attack their age. If they feel the fact that, you know, their body's bad, I'm going to attack Babe, their body. But that, but you, you but, have it wrong. But, you have it so twisted. Probably the reason why they're attacking another person is because they have their own insecurities or people have oh, attacked their age or of their course. feet or their weight or whatever of it course. is that you're talking about. Right. So it's like they're taking that negative energy that they're receiving and they're projecting it on other people because it legitimately makes them feel better. No, attack the, it, but they don't realize that they're blocking their blessings and the things that are negative in their life that they're feeling insecure about are only going to become bigger. That little hole that they have in their life is just going to become gaping and it's right. going to turn into something more massive and they're never going to move up because they're never bettering themselves. But the problem and is they should be trying to better themselves the way that you should better yourself in this situation based on what you're saying. Nah, B, I, I prefer a, a petty party. You know what, you know what you it pre- is? Even, even knowing better, you, you just choose not to do you know, better. You know what it is? Is... When you know better, you have to do better. Now I'm gonna tell you why. Things don't things don't hurt me. Like they don't bother. They do. Me. Yes, no, no, they I, do. I'm, I'm, let me explain. Things don't bother me when they say they hurt me. When I'm like, oh my gosh, it hurts. That that doesn't happen. It bothers me because I expect more from certain people out there in the world. Like mm-hmm. I expect more from people, and I usually get hurt that way. The only thing that ever used to bother the shit out of me, like I would say, my insecurity besides anything between me and you, nobody else was the fact that I used to hate. If somebody said I didn't work for the shit I got, that used to bother the shit out of me. I know. Mm-hmm. That used to bother the shit out of me. Right. I was like, these motherfuckers don't see as much as I motherfucking work. How many parties I do? How many jobs I have? I feel like I'm Jamaican with 13 jobs. Like, that used to bother me. Now mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me no more because I really don't give a fuck. But that used to bother me. But now, I just hate negative people. You know? 
and I just hate negative people in my space and in my area. So I just keep them around. But sometimes I feel like you just got to slap their hand just one time. Just let them know. Only if you care. You get fucked up. Only if you care. Honestly, with me and Uh you know this, negativity doesn't affect me. I feel as though I have a shield and anything negative that comes my way, it just bounces right off like Teflon. I don't take into consideration other people's opinions unless they're constructive or unless they come from a good place or unless they are in a place that I would like to be or unless they have an attribute that I would like to incorporate into my life. Those are the only opinions that mean anything from me, you know. And we've talked about this before, but people on social media, you know, it can be a mean, bitter person sitting in their mother's basement, just hacking away at their phone and they're calling you names or they're making assumptions about you or whatever. And you let that person ruin an otherwise wonderful day. You don't know that person, but there's millions of them. That's true. There's millions of them. And to let one of them ruin your day because they're bitter and upset with whatever it is that they call their life, that could never affect me. That could never affect me. Nobody's perfect. People can hack away at anything. You know, you see a picture or you hear something. You can pick anybody apart you can pick a flaw there is nobody out there without flaws so okay if a person decides to highlight yours then to me it's just a reflection on them they're not, they're not highlighting my flaws they're hating you said that oh well uh, I highlight sometimes this. sometimes it's hating and sometimes it's highlighting flaws like okay. for instance if you were to respond to them mm-hmm. it would be highlighting a flaw It wouldn't be you hating. So whether it's on the giving end or the receiving end, it's something negative being put on front street. Right. I don't respond. I usually don't respond. There are times where I have responded. And um, when I do respond, I think that it's because in my perception, it might be a general misperception. Okay. And I'll address it. Because I might say to myself, hmm, I wonder if more people feel this way or maybe I can see where they might have gotten that impression. So maybe I'll take a moment to clarify it. So there's been times in my past where I've done that, but it's not because I'm affected. It's not because I'm hurt. And I mean, we've all heard this before, but you need to wake up in the morning every day and look in the mirror and like, hopefully love the person that's looking back at you. If you don't, then that's when you need to worry. That's when you have holes. That's when people can get at you. But if you wake up every day and you're trying to be your best, you're waking up saying, how can I please God? How can I please my family? Mm -hmm. How can I please the people in my life that I love? And you really go hard for that every day. You try to say nice things. You try to do nice things. You try to help people. You try to compliment people. You try to get rid and shed all of the negative things about you that you can identify because we all have it right. and it's work. It's work to get rid of those negative things. Let me tell you, I was telling um, Anthony actually um, this weekend we were talking um, while we were waiting downstairs and I said to him like every day when I have a negative thought, like when you were saying that sometimes I don't stop you from being petty or Correct. whatever, mm-hmm. every day when I have a negative thought, I take a moment and I pray about it. I don't know 
technically, if God judges you just based on your actions or if he also judges your thoughts, I'm not sure. But when I have a negative thought, I pray on it and I ask God to take wherever that the conception of that thought came from away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take that away. I don't even want that seed. I don't want to have negative thoughts. I don't want to have any negative intentions. Even if I can control my actions, I don't even want to have the seed. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wake up every day and I try to be the best me that I can be. And when you do that, negative people and their, as you put it, hate can't get to you. Gotcha. It can't reach you. It just bounces off because you're sitting there in your own space looking at them saying, well, who are you and where are you coming from? Has that changed your... So I shouldn't sick my dog on them, huh? No, you shouldn't sick your dog on them. But, and don't get me wrong, there are times to be a little petty. Right. I'm not anti-petty completely, but it should be constructive pettiness if that makes any sense to you. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I'll chill out. I won't be petty anymore. More, no more petty parties. But, well, big petty parties. No petty get-togethers. Maybe a little no petty No petty party. sleepovers. Maybe a little petty party. Maybe a little, little petty brunch every It depends on where it comes from. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. You ready to read this explicit email? It's long as shit, too. Okay. Well, while you're finding it, let me just say thank you, thank you, thank you to Janine at TP Magazine. It's called the Total Package. Mm -hmm. And I was interviewed by them recently and the interview just went up. So if Mm -hmm. you'd like a little bit more information, go to my Instagram, Gia underscore Casey, or go to TP The Mag and it'll direct you how to get to their website. They do a web series, a podcast. And what I love about them is that it's a phenomenal platform for women. And what they try to put across is that women can do anything. You don't just have to be in one box. You can be a jack of all trades. And by trades, I mean different facets of life. Being mothers, being entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. being moguls, absolutely, being wives, being anything and everything that you can be. You don't have to just be put in one category you can really spread your wings Mm -hmm. and fulfill each category of your life without compromising any of any of the others so thank you guys for interviewing me and for being so gracious and for doing such a wonderful job and making me feel so comfortable i don't usually do interviews right but i was really compelled and they're growing so if you can look them up Follow them, um, look at their Instagram, and support them because they are really a great catalyst for women to do better and to feel secure and to be the most that they can be. Absolutely. Well, shout to them too because it came out really, really dope. Yeah, they did a very, very good job. Very professional. I was, I was very pleased. All right, now let's get to the email of the week before we get up out of here. All right. right. Now, um, name not available. It says, heads up, this email is really sexually explicit. Not sure if it's appropriate for the podcast or not. So that made me say, okay, I, I want to read we'll this. guess we'll see, right? Okay. Hey, what's up, Envy? Hi, Gear. Before I begin, Gear, I absolutely love you. After hearing about the slicing incident and how you spoke about it, admiration grew. But your personality, your mom, your wife instinct sold me. Anyway, I'm kind of new to the podcast. I've only been listening for about two months or so, and I recently started listening out of order. 
So today I listened to the phone sex episode. And before I go on, I just want to salute Gia. I would have been pissed off for him telling that story too, <laughs> but I needed it. I'm like Gia in a way, meaning uh, I'm very sensual and anything and just about everything turns me on. Like listening to Envy talk about the incident. She heard she likes my voice, baby. <laughs> I had to go in the bathroom for a second and knock one off. What? LOL, because it was sexy. Moving on. <laughs> the likes, bed wouldn't have done. She likes hearing my voice. <laughs> Moving on, this has been mad at it. Moving on, this has been a problem for me. <laughs> and I really need to know what y'all think. I'm 27 and I have never been pleased enough by any man my age. I just got out of a four-year relationship with a guy that is 17 years older than me. Wow. So he is 23, 44. I'll show you baby. 44, 44, 44, 44. Yeah, 44. Mm-hmm. It has never been supposed to be a relationship, but this man fucked me. How many U's were there? It was four U's, three C's, four K's, <laughs> three E's, and seven D's. Right? Go ahead. Uh, before him and I had been with a lot of people. I won't say my number, but it's been a lot. Laugh out loud. I've never been pleased that way. He made love to every ounce of my soul. To give you an example, she goes in. As I said, I'm very sensual. And he found this spot directly on the back of my kneecap that makes me weak. He tongue kissed it like he was actually kissing my mouth and it made me come hard. Really? I'm going to try that later. I'm going to no, tongue kiss I'm back good, in I'm, I'm trying that no, shit. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll pass on that one mm-hmm, move. I'm trying that shit. <laughs> Once while cuddling, I bent my knee and cupped his dick in it between the fold and kind of jacked it as it grew hard. I came. Oh, wow. You ain't gonna try that. That seems like that hurt. You're gonna jack my <laughs> thing in your. But right. but she but she, she climax. That's interesting. Yeah, Go ahead. He was probably hurt. <laughs> he gave me life through sex, but the problem is, sex is the only thing we got right, and as a result, our relationship failed. Oh. Fast forward to now, I'm sexually deprived. Guys, my age either shy away from guys either shy away from freaky shit. They don't last long enough, or they only know how to fuck rough, or they don't have enough to work with. This mm. she got stories for days. Shit, this one guy, a kid. You don't what I oh this one guy. I kid you not. Didn't even last a minute. No bullshit. My phone rang right before he put it in. I looked at it. It was nine twenty three. When he came, I was so mad. I grabbed the phone and went to the bathroom. It was nine twenty four, <laughs> and I'm sick of the excuse. <laughs> I'm sick of the excuse. It's so good. My ex used to say it's tight. He loved that we would fuck at least two times a day. I never gave birth. I adopted my cousins. I do Kegel exercises. And because I'm so into sex and I'm always imaging shit, my pussy is always wet. Whew. Imagining, right? She said. Imagining what, did I, what did I say? Imaging. Oh, yeah. Imagining. imagining? No, hold on. I got to see where I'm at now. This shit is long. Yeah, imagining shit my pussy's over with. But there has to there has got to be something guys can do to fight the urge to come quick. And not just come quick, but last long enough for me. I can't just Mm -hmm. come once. If I come once, something is wrong because as I said, I'm too sensitive and anything makes me come. So guys my age being inadequate is one piece of the problem. The other is that older guys who have mastered the art of sex are either married or problematic, which is why they are that old and and not have settled down. Mm -hmm. I'm so frustrated because (laughs) it's been about a year since my relationship officially ended. We hooked up a few times, but the intimacy and feelings for each other changed. So the sex was different. I've Mm -hmm. slept with three other people since him and I'm just tired of being disappointed. I'm not trying to be a hoe and I don't want to (laughs) be... 
and I don't want to keep catching bodies chasing a nut. I'm always oh horny, my God, so I'm funny. always fighting temptation. Uh-huh. Sometimes when I go on dates, I just want to say, fuck it, let's get a room so I can tickle your dick with my tonsils. Or okay. I want you to pin my legs down and go to the meatpacking district. <laughs> what? I don't know. But if I did, I'd be a hoe. What do I do? Don't How am I supposed hoe. to handle this? How important should sex be in a relationship? Please help. Fight that hoe instinct, baby Goodness girl. gracious. <laughs> Hold on. Let me help her out right now. Be quiet. I'm tickling your kneecap. No, I'm licking your kneecap, right? I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right so I, I, how do you help her well she asked listen the question that she asked was a male driven question she asked what can men do to put off the nut okay well first of all she has to develop trust in a relationship meaning she just can't fuck a guy and be like don't come yet you have to develop some kind of trust and feeling where you can connect with a guy what? and then you can connect sexually let me explain i'm confused you have to date the guy and really be into him before y'all really start fucking and having sex because you just okay. can't say hey you know what most guys fuck me and i come in 60 seconds i need you to last longer no there is no trust you have to develop a relationship develop a trust develop what you like talk about it first. and talk about right. it first mm-hmm. and then just don't fuck a guy on the first date i know you're a hornball that's fine. If you want to listen to my voice and come or, or that's <laughs> do that for a while until you get close with the guy. Yo, what's wrong with you? And I'm serious. You really have to. <laughs> if you, you're 27 years old right now and if you really want a, a, a real relationship and not just a fuck buddy, you really have to get to know somebody first. Mm-hmm. Really become his partner. You know, you know, whether it's feel each other out, you know, let him figure out what you like. You know, don't tell him. Don't say, hey, I like this part of my knee. Let him figure it out. But you just said that they have to talk so that they can understand. No, they have to. But that's not sexually. I mean, connect and speak where they spiritually are connected. So the sex is that much better. Oh, okay. Like I could just fuck you and then be like, oh, yeah, I came. But if we're connected, it's that much better. It's different. The best thing I think about our relationship is we we try each other out. We see what each other what we like, like you will kiss me certain places and you see my reactions to see what I like and what I don't like. And if I hit you with a, <laughs> you know, a little giggle, then you'd be like, Oh, he likes that. And I'll continue to explore that. Area or sometimes more. You, you just be like, I like that shit. Right. <laughs> and that's the same way. But then you experience that person and that feeling is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just sit there and be like, Hey, I like when a guy licks me in the back of my kneecap. Cause if, you know, if somebody told me that I would think you were weird. Really? Yes. If babe, if I say turn over, I want to lick you in the back of your kneecap, what are you gonna say? Uh, okay. See? Exactly. <laughs> you would think I'm weird. Maybe. Right? Or if you or if but I say that but that or, or, but that spot another guy isn't gonna find. Or, she but, would have to tell him if if she liked that. That other guy had to find that spot. I'm sure she Yeah, but that him. was just by happenstance. And, I know, but you gotta let happenstance happen. That's the whole idea of both. connecting with somebody. I can kiss you from head to toe and know what you like. Like like if she goes on the first date and says, "Hey, stick your dick between my kneecaps, let me jerk it off," a niggas, you know, guy's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like it's gonna be weird. <laughs> like you really have to be connected with a person. But if you just do and it, learn if each you other's just bodies, do it, right? If you just do it, then he would be like, "Oh, I agree with you one hundred percent." But I also, but this is just my personal feeling so Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily advice i think people have to determine whether it works for them Mm -hmm. or not if i were single let's say you and i broke up and i was back in the dating world i think well i do think dudes would be fed up with me because 
I would really want to establish a friendship with right. someone before I really thought about taking them serious regarding a relationship. Right. I would want to make sure that I liked him, that I enjoyed him, that he was funny, that we had fun and together. That's what I said, right. Yeah. So I do, I would want to establish some kind of bond, but as friends, like for instance, this weekend with your friends, like we're all there, we're talking about sex, we're laughing, we're mm-hmm. joking and they're being inappropriate, we're all being in, being inappropriate, but through having fun with friends, you learn what they're actually about. Correct. So if a female and a male are friends first, you can laugh and joke and through laughs and jokes, you the, the truth seeps through and you really get to see who they are, what Absolutely. they enjoy. You go to dinner, you go to lunch, you go grab coffee, you talk on the phone, you come over, you watch a movie, whatever, and you talk about things and you Start developing a level of intimacy that if it turns into a relationship that you can build off of. Absolutely. So I'm not necessarily trying to discourage people whose lifestyle incorporates one night stands. It's not for me. It would never be for me. But I do understand how people can end up in situations where they're having a one night stand. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I... I can't say that those situations can't be explosive and chemistry is oozing and the connection is there. Those can work as well. But for someone like her who's having a problem because her needs are different than a lot of females. Yes, we all love a man who's well endowed. Yes, we all love a man who's sensual. Yes, we love a man that's adventurous. Yes, we love a man that's going to try different things and, you know, that can last longer than a couple of minutes. So those are on every female's checklist, right? But there are other things that she needs. Like she climaxes very quickly. Correct. So you can breathe on her and she's going to start convulsing. Right. You know, so she needs to be pleased a few times. It seems like it may be easy enough, but a guy has to last long enough. And her sex drive is so high. I even thought about this, not to cut you off. Uh, A lot of guys would do this uh, when they were younger. They would jerk off before before the girl came right because they're already satisfied then they would have to work harder and longer to get that second orgasm so they would jerk off before the girl got there so that nut is out the way and now it's right but she but what can she do so that's what the guy can do she can do the same she could she can she could go in the bathroom and wiggle uh shake one out and whatever whatever you call rub (laughs) one out (laughs) go go rub one out and then her sex drive won't be as high Oh, I because thought that you were. Off. I was going to say she can't tell. No, 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 him no, 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 no. Because she, she has the same problem that they do. Right. So Let's she, draw that right, comparison. So, right. So she could rub one. Oh, yeah. She could rub yeah, one out. I don't out. need to see you. Oh. You guys should see Rashawn. He's ugh. acting like I'm rubbing one out. Yeah. She <laughs> she could rub one out, and then her sex drive won't be as high, and she'll be a lot more calmer. And maybe she won't attack the dick. You know, maybe that might be a, a situation. Yes. Or. If he realizes that she's dissatisfied, maybe he can do the same. He can rub That's one true. out before he gets involved with her, and it'll be harder to work towards his orgasm. Or you know when a you know when a guy comes, you know because there's been s- several times when I'm right when I'm about to come and you stop, and then you do something else to, so, dra- to draw to draw to draw it out longer. She can do the same thing, right? What's what's the problem with that? Yes. She also asked, how important is sex in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Answer that. I think sex in a relationship is very important. I think you Scale have... Scale from one to ten. Uh, how important is sex? I think eight. 
Yeah. I think eight. At least eight, I think eight, five, nine. I think eight. And, and the reason I think that is, is I think everybody's sex drive is not the same. I mean, mm-hmm. I think everybody's, you know, maybe a woman is looking for a guy with a bigger penis and maybe a penis is not that big. So you have to, you know, he has to use his mouth more. So it might, the sex might not be the same. So the drive don't necessarily have to be the same. Like your sex drive is fucking out of this world, right? <laughs> you and this girl might be best friends because... <laughs> Your fucking sex drive is out of this world. I was thinking at some point, I was like, oh, I kind of relate to you. <laughs> but my sex drive is not as high as yours is. And why do you think that is? Um, I think one, because I think a couple reasons. I think one, because I work a lot, so I'm tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm always, my mind is always thinking about what's next for our family. So I'm mm-hmm. always, my mind is always thinking about different things. You're always things. on overdrive. Always on overdrive mm-hmm. and never get enough, you know, rest. But for you, I think, like, I, I think you wake up with a fuck. If you was a guy, you'd wake up with a hard dick every day. Like, you're not a guy, and I think you wake up with a hard dick. Like, I'm like, fuck. Like, that's that's you. If I'm next to you, I am waking up with a hard dick. Like, for instance, the other day, right? Oh, now you have a story to tell? Yeah, the other day. Awesome. You know, you were out all day. You were tired. We, I was tired. Right? Which we, day? I don't remember. We get in the bed. This is right when we came back for my birthday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're tired. I, I'm dead tired. You're dead tired. We were cuddling. All of a sudden, I feel your hand starts sliding down my chest, down my stomach, down my pelvic area. And then, bam, you start going to work. I'm like, she just said she was motherfucking tired. But I'm like, fuck it, I'll take it. Ah, that's how it is. Or the, then the next day, right? You're out with your friends, right? You're twisted. You're talking about that dick all mine when I get home. Okay, I didn't say that. And why do you have to always revert, revert to that voice? I don't know. That dick all mine when I get home. I didn't say you that. Better, you it, better. It, even if you read the text, it didn't read that way either. You better get ready. And then you put send me all types of emojis. Like your sex drive is is thing. And I'm sitting there helping the kids with homework. <laughs> and you're like, you better be finished by the time I get home. But, like, but, that, but your sex drive is there. So. Okay, hold on. You have to work on that voice right now. Remix. Well. Nope. See? You better. Look, you see? better. Oh, wait, so wait, you can't wait, do a sexy wait, wait, voice? Wait, wait, wait. So when you read it, that's how you read it? You read it. Because if that's how you read it, I'm never going to text you again. If that's how you read it, no wonder when I came home, you weren't like, you know, hard like Rottweiler. Oh, no, I wasn't hard like Rottweiler. You want to tell him why? Because you were reading it like I was... I wasn't hard like like Rottweiler. Like I was 82 with no teeth in Nebraska. Now, I got to explain the story because I was actually pissed off that day. I'm going to tell you why. And then we go back to the book. Oh, uh, no, oh, you very high. You sent me, you sent uh. me, you sent me the text, right? And I, I it was everything was all exciting, right? And then you called me, right? Now, mind you, this was the this was uh, the other day, and the nanny was off, so was I had I had the whole family, right? Uh-huh. So now put, I was out at a birthday party. I'm putting Brooklyn to sleep. Brooklyn finally goes to sleep, <laughs> and you fucking call. <laughs> Your phone should have been on vibrate. I'm like, hello. I'm like. I'm like, you just woke Brooklyn up. And then all of a sudden you hear, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then I had to put Brooklyn to sleep. So Brooklyn slept on my chest the whole night. Well, you know what? Night. A lot of women are relating to you right now. Their husband comes home expecting something wet and moist and they're worn out, tired. They've been thrown up on. They've been helping kids with homework. Yeah, I, got, I had something <laughs> wet and moist. Doing, they've been doing laundry. I had something wet and moist. That damn pamper was wet and, and moist. And they're looking at you like, you want what? After the day I had here with the kids? <laughs> That's how I felt like. I said, you want what? So a lot of women are relating to you right now. I, I didn't even have time to do my hair. <laughs> you want what? 
I just put that little baby to sleep. I just we fed should, these little, we mom, did, little you know, People say that we should have cameras in here. We should make this a video podcast. And in this very moment, I believe that that might be true. Because I'm them, looking at I'll you. I just put them little bastards to sleep. And now you want to come you, and you want uh, some of this? With your hands. No, you want to wait till tomorrow because mama need a little rest. Daddy need a little rest that day. <laughs> yes, I came home. You were not ready for me. No, I wasn't. I just put Brooklyn to sleep after you had her up. I would have been fine. But since you called, I was up an additional two hours with her. Okay, Rashana. Shut up. Okay. Now finish. Give this lady advice. Because <laughs> you're about to get this big deal as soon as you finish with this lady advice. Oh, is that right? Yep. I thought we were going to work out. Oh, yeah. We work out Oh. First. So, I am going to try to start working out now yeah that's probably gonna last two days but i've been inspired i'm trying to have buns of steel i'm trying to have like an eight pack can you even have an eight pack are there eight abs there you can have an eight pack most people say six pack i don't know i'm going for the extra two i'm gonna try to get an eight pack my intentions are good i intend on carrying through with this i don't know if i'm disciplined enough or diligent enough but i'm starting out with good intentions i made this promise to rashawn that i was going to keep him company because he always complains that i don't work out with him when richie comes over and they hit the gym i'm trying to do better i'm trying to live my fullest life and i'm going to also begin to reevaluate my diet and our family diet okay i i I can't wait i can't wait to see Yes, I because we see. don't eat very well here. We should be shopping at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. I want to talk about that. Let's, let's, let's stop. That. Hold we'll, on. Let's talk about that next week. I want to talk Why about Why every time I try to talk about something, you good, tell me we're going to talk about it no, next week. No, these are good topics and these are things that we should talk about. It's going to take a lot of time and I don't want to rush through them. And we already, we got to go. We're already at our time limit. So I don't want to rush through. These are good topics about families <laughs> and, and eating right and doing what's right for your family. Not All right. So you. then you know what we can we'll do? About that next you know what we can do? What? We can try it out this week and let's see how it goes let's do a little bit of research so whatever we share is legitimate and then maybe we'll do a trial and see if we can you know do it for a certain period of time and you know we can record our progress and see if we're disciplined enough to actually follow we'll talk about that next week because that's 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 what i just said i'm just saying yeah that's what i just said that's what i just said all right (laughs) okay so regarding her um i think that your advice was really the route that she has to go. I mm-hmm. mean, I think it's about connecting with somebody, bonding with them, and communicating who you are as a sexual human being to them and talking about your needs, but not right out the gate. I think getting to know somebody, having some level of friendship, maybe not the level that I would have if I were single. Maybe it wouldn't be, you know, discovering somebody over a course of three months and seeing them four or five days a week. However long it would take for you to establish some kind of friendship so that you can communicate on a deeper level where you can understand their sexual needs they can understand yours and realize that you do have a high sex drive and that you are very easily turned on and that your needs are different than the average female that might turn him on and make him want to explore that but it should really be about exploration because that's the type of female that you sound like you are to me you know you want you just don't just like she said A lot of guys are about rough sex. A lot of guys think that rough sex is good sex. Mm -hmm. And I guess a lot of females like it. For me, I like it in doses. Correct. You know, I like... Well, they don't need to know what you like. 
I'm oh oh now they don't need to know what I like you put everything about me on front street it's gotten to a point where before I send you a text or say anything to you I have to evaluate whether it's going to make it to the masses and be put on public record it is now now people don't need to know what I like I right, good <laughs> okay go ahead <laughs> but anyway um I think that she just needs to communicate with with whatever potential person right that's going to come into her life she has to let them know what she likes and they really have to connect on that level and then they have to explore each other and have fun in that exploration stage and I think she needs to communicate to them that that's where she wants to go like I want to learn about a new person like if we're going to be sexual I want it to be like an expedition like I want to know every bit of your body I want you to know every bit of my body and I want to have conversations I want us to to really share and get to that level and I think that's the first step in her being satisfied absolutely because at 27 I don't know maybe she doesn't realize that it's not just about jumping in bed and figuring it out it's about talking about it beforehand right. so that you don't jump in, get disappointed. You're laying in bed. You're pissed off. There's a bad vibe. There's a bad energy. He's looking at her like, I don't even understand why she's upset. She came, didn't she? Right. And then he doesn't want to be in bed with you ever again because it, the, the, the energy in the room is bad. It's bad. Right? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if you talk about it, you don't really run into that wall. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think that's that's the best advice and just communicate on a different level. And we'd love to hear how it works out for you because you are hilarious. Uh, email us and, and definitely let us know. All right. And also, I, I want to end the show with just saying, uh, again, we, we continue to send our condolences and prayers to everybody that's been uh, hit with the hurricanes in Houston mm-hmm. in Florida in the Caribbean. I mean, I, I showed Gia a, a, a video of a club that we were at, what, two months ago? In June? In June? The end of June? The end of June. We went to a club. Was it June? End of May. The end of May going we went into to a, June. June. Yeah, we, we were went to in St. Martin. St. Martin. We went to this club and, and and they sent me a picture yesterday and the club had no roof. I mean, the club was, was completely demolished. demolished. Yeah, so the just, entire roof was torn off mm-hmm. and it was it was a horrible sight to see. Absolutely. So we just want to send our, our love and, and prayers to... Everybody that's lost somebody, everybody that's lost their home, their their valuables, everything that they own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we will be doing as much as we can to help. Uh, I know we're doing something where we're shipping supplies to Houston. And I definitely want to be a part of, of, of rebuilding and helping whatever we could do in the Caribbean. So as we get more information, we'll definitely let you know. Yes. All right. And we'll see you guys next week. Yes. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of The Casey Crew. Toodles.